Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, today, I have another good coach with me, Coach Melvin. Um, I reached out to him, and he was like gracious enough to come on my lonely little podcast here. It's nothing big. Um, coach, welcome. Um, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Brian Melvin, and I am the head football coach at Burlington Central High School out in Burlington, Illinois. Uh, we're about um, 10 minutes west of Randall, uh, kind of in between Huntley and St. Charles. Yeah, I've lived in the suburbs for two and a half years. I'm in Naperville now. So I kind of know what you're talking about. Like I yeah. I grew up 20 minutes from uh, U of I uh, down in Champaign. Oh, okay. And, and I went to, what was that? Is that Rantoul down there? Kind of, Rantoul's a little northeast. Okay. Of Champagne, um, where Champagne and Danville are, if you drew a line right in, be- I was right in the middle. Oh, okay, yeah, I had a buddy in one of my first coaching jobs. He was from Rantoul, and uh, what a great guy, Dave Laybach. He's awesome. And then I went to Eastern, so I lived in Charleston for a long a while. Okay, I was on that long year plan to get my degree. Like I'm just gonna work and coach, and then slowly take my time. And I, I did that plan as well. Trust me, I really. <laughs> 
so living up in the suburbs is a little different so when people tell me the suburbs i'm like i kind of know what you're talking about like kind of get where what you're talking about but yeah yeah it's usually west or east of Randall or the or the river the fox river so um is that near elgin then too yeah i actually grew up in south elgin okay uh, i went to larkin high school and growing up in elgin you know we kind of made fun of the kids that went to burlington central <laughs> so um, look where you are yeah we'll, we'll uh We'll be at practice and it's, you know, we're in the middle of some cornfields and a big tractor will drive by. I'll blow the whistle, I'll stop, and I'll say, Hey, when I was growing up in Elgin, I thought about you guys. That's what I thought of. And I would, I would point at the tractor. So, but it's, we're a very diverse school. It's, it, it used to be like that. Um, one of the reasons that we're Burlington Central is it does pull from all of those cities. So we go all the way to Randall Road in Elgin. We'll go to St. Charles. We'll go to Hampshire, Maple Park. Uh, St. Charles, I don't know if I said that, but I mean, we're a pretty vast uh, school. Uh, one of the cool things I did last year was in the locker room. I made everything we do is pretty much based off of a college atmosphere. So in our locker room, they were out in practice and I had my team moms go and put name plates on each one of their lockers and their, their number and where they're from. So everybody knows, hey, everybody's not just from Burlington. I could be from Elgin, I could be from St. Charles. Uh, the kids loved it. Coaches loved it. It was it was a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I grew up with tractors. So this tractor thing, I love to see it. Uh, if you drive out to Oswego, there's cornfields. And I'm like, oh, this is home. When we drive to Elgin, there's cornfields. Or by South Elgin, I'm like, oh, this is home. And <laughs> But it is strange that everybody gets pulled from something. Um, I know I'm getting off topic. See, I told you this was going to happen. Um, I, I coached one year at Lombard East in 2018 when we first came up here. Okay. And that was my first experience of they pull from Lumbar, they pull from Bloomingdale, they pull from Glen Ellen a little bit. And where I'm from, it's that town, whatever town you're in, that's where you went. So Montini or Naz or that was a whole nother. I won't say what people say about them, what I got told in Lombard, but we don't have Catholic schools where I'm from. So seeing that was just like, oh, like yeah. um so see I told I already got off topic. So we're okay though. Um, so I'm always interested. I always want to know how people got into coaching because everybody has their own path. Everybody has their own story. Like I've said a million times on this podcast that I was 15, 16, and I knew that's what I was going to do. So how did you end up coaching? Because like I'm losing my hair. I've got white, white in here somewhere and it's just, it's rewarding, but it's stressful. It, it takes a lot of work, but how did you get into it? Yeah. So I, um, out of high school, I went to North Park College. Uh, so I played my college football and um, I loved it there. Uh, I met great people there. Um, I always thought I was going to go to Notre Dame. I'm sorry if you hear running. That's my my puppy who I've uh, named Moxon from Varsity Blues. So um, <laughs> he's got a big pillow in his mouth right now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I injured myself my sophomore year after my first college start uh, against Milliken, and um, that's why I hate that school. <laughs> but uh, I decided to transfer, uh, you know, and I, it kind of brought me on this whole entire road of education. And, you know, it took me 10 years to get my bachelor's. Um, but that year, I dropped my little brother off at Elgin High, and he was a freshman at the time. And the coach came up to me, his name was Kelly Rice at the time, and said, Hey, you want, are you going to play football? Cause he thought I was a senior. And I said, no, I'm, I'm done. Um, he goes, well, do you want to coach? And, 
Uh, I said, yeah. So the next day I started as a volunteer freshman football coach um, for Elgin High School. And, you know, I, I wasn't a teacher. Uh, I was there for four years. I actually coached baseball there as well because I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan. Um, I worked my way up. By this, my second year, I was the sophomore defensive coordinator. My third year, I was on the varsity. Um, my fourth year, I was, you know, really involved, trying to kind of, I was still young though. So I, I think, you know, two people I think a lot are Rick Godfrey and I mentioned early, earlier, Dave Laybach. Um, they kind of took me under their wing when I was a young pup um, and kind of showed me the ropes. I remember just, you know, as a football player, you understand what a cover three is, or, you know, I played middle linebacker, um, but you don't know how to really coach it. So I remember Coach Godfrey just brought me in with a whiteboard and said, this is why we run cover three. This is why we run cover four. And I was just fascinated. Um, Coach Laybach went over to St. Francis and gave me a call and said, hey, do you want to come over? And I said, yeah, of course. Uh, I had no ties. And I always thought if there was a better move for me for my career, because I knew that I was in it, I was going to do as best as I could, um, that I would go. And so I went over to St. Francis. Again, I coached football and baseball there for four years. Um, it was so much fun there. It's kind of, I can, I was just continuing to grow as a coach. Um, I, I moved over to, to Bartlett high school for a year um, just because it was closer. I just had my son and it was um, not my favorite time. You know, I love the coach there now and the staff there now. Um, and I loved the coaches that I was with. I just didn't really like it there. Uh, so I tried to get out as fast as I could. Uh, I, I sent some, and again, I still wasn't in education. So I sent my resume out to some schools that I thought I might be interested in. And I, I got hooked up with Ted Monkey at St. Charles East. And that's where my career kind of took a change. And it was like, okay, you're in this and you have a great mentor now in Ted Monkin. Um, I met another mentor, Bobby Bennett there. And it kind of just took off from there. I was there for four years, just coaching football. Uh, to this day, I would still be there. I love it so much, St. Charles East. My dad was able to come with us as our equipment manager. Uh, he, uh, Ted asked for a, a young, or excuse me, not, not young, an old retired guy who, you know, didn't really have anything who could be the equipment manager. I'm like, well, my dad just sits there and watches the games drive. So I, I called, I said, dad, you know, Ted wants somebody to come do the equipment. And it was awesome. It got, I say this all the time, Ted saved my dad's life for five extra years. And um, it, it was just great to share the sidelines with him. I actually was just at a wedding this past weekend with a bunch of those St. Charles East kids from that eight no, or excuse me, um, I think we were seven and zero undefeated conference champions that year. Just to see them all old now, and you know, my my wife's cousin was on that team, so um, it was just it was great to see all of them. Uh, but realistically, I knew then that I wanted to be a head coach, and nobody was going to hire me as a head coach if I didn't have any coordinator experience. And that's how I got kind of got hooked up with East Aurora and, and Kurt Becker, uh, Bobby Bennett, who I meant mentioned earlier at St. Francis, or excuse me, St. Charles East, called and said, hey, Kurt just got the job at, Kurt just got the job at St. Charles East. Um, they need a defensive coordinator. And I remember I hung up on him because there was no way I was leaving St. Charles East for East Aurora. And uh, East, uh, excuse me, Kurt called me later that night and we talked and um, I, I thought it was a really good move for me. I, I needed to learn how to build a program if I was gonna be a, a, be a head coach. 
and uh, uh, sorry about that. Um, I, I needed to learn how to build a program from scratch. So it, it was such an amazing experience. I can't tell you, um, East Aurora was amazing. It was amazing for me as a counselor because uh, I had already gone back to school. It was amazing for me as a coach um, to learn how to just, you know, what I, I believe you coached there last year, right? When you guys mm -hmm. almost made the playoffs. Yep. Um, and my heart was broken when you guys lost that game, you know, because we, we had worked so hard when, you know, to kind of start that for you guys. And I'm not saying that I had anything to do with the coaching or anything, but if you guys would have seen it when we got there, you know, um, Nick, who's the head coach now, who's a very dear friend of mine, he was there. He was there for, he was there for it. He understands that we would have, I remember my first day at East Aurora, we had like 72 kids out on the field. Oh, there's an NFL player who's now the head coach. He played for the 85 Bears. The, by the end of the season, we traveled to Obanzi Valley with 18 kids. And it, it's because we just, we just changed the culture. We truly did. And it's like, you're either going to do this or you're not. It's, there's no reason why West Aurora is so good and you're not, basically. Um, and it just taught me how to be a coach because they didn't know a lot. They didn't know what an A-gap was. They didn't know what a B-gap was. Uh, Kurt started that youth Tomcat football league, and all of those kids were on that team last year, I believe. Uh, those older kids played for those youth Tomcat football league, and it's like, wow. We kind of really, I feel really proud about my efforts at East Aurora. And then what you guys did with it. You know, when I left, I called the principal and I was like, you have to give this job to Nick. I mean, he's the only one that knows what we've been through. Um, and not that I had anything to do with him getting a job, but I felt like I did my due diligence when I left. Ultimately, you know, I did become the head coach here at Burlington. And it was hard for me to leave East Aurora. I loved every minute. I saw my wife the other day. I loved every minute of it. Uh, and I miss it a lot. So that's kind of how I, I got, I bounced around a lot because I wasn't in education and I was, I, I just met so many great people and it was so fun. The journey is so fun. Yeah. I'm not, I'm a teaching assistant, so I'm not a teacher and this is my fifth high school. So I get the bouncing around. Um, but no, you guys laid the foundation at East Aurora. Like I didn't coach with you guys or anything, but heard about you guys. You guys laid the foundation with Kurt and all them. Uh, Nick's a fiery guy. And yeah. I wish I could, I went to Addison trail for different reasons. And he knew, mm -hmm. um, I wanted him to come with me. I was kind of like, Hey, well, I'm just going to drag you along or. I think everybody wants Nick to come with them. I asked him to come with me. So. Well, now when Bonzi job opened up, we kind of looked at him. I was like, oh, you should go for like a part of us was like, go for it. Well, I mean, as you guys were thinking that I actually called him and, um, I don't know if he wants me to say this or not, but I did. I said, Nick, this is, you have to take this job. There, you've done everything you could and it's your time now to move on. And that's what I love about Nick so much though, is he's so loyal to his coaches and to his school and to those kids at East Aurora. He looked at me and said, Brian, he goes, there's no way I'm leaving that. There's no way. And, and that's why I will always love Nick Hooker coach i mean everybody knew that that job was his and no offense to the to the uh coach who got that job but um that was nick's job to lose and the fact that he's stayed is just i mean holy cow i don't know if i would have done it i don't know if i would have been that 
um, person to stay, I probably would have taken that job. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want to leave till the job's done. And I think, cause we were so close to the playoffs, like seven points away from making it. Like that was insane. I, that game against Elgin was just, it just wasn't our night though, but like we were right. We had to come back and, Oh yeah, I can still yeah. see it. I have, I've never watched the film. I, I can still see it. And like, um, but yeah, I call me. I'm sorry. A few of my coaches are, uh, we're all friends with the East Aurora staff and, um, you know, Nick and, and Dave Williams. And we, uh, we got off of our game on Friday and we went to our coaches, whatever, after, after our game and we're all on Twitter, just waiting, waiting to see what happened with you guys. I mean, all of us didn't even talk. We're just staring at our phones. And when we found out, we're just like, oh, man, you know, it's just, it was a heartbreaker for a lot of people. I'll tell you what did it. They had a kickoff return for a touchdown. So if it wasn't for that, I think we could have done it. Um, and we marched down the field and then we fumbled it. And it was just, it was just one of those things where the stars weren't aligned and it was just. Um, and was that game at Elgin? It was at Elgin. We were on, we were the game of the week. We were on. Like Edgy Tim was standing on the sideline next to us. I know it's Edgy Tim, but like it was on TV and this and that. And it was just like. And if you, know. you think about when we walked into East Aurora, eight, what, what is it, almost nine years ago now, and they didn't even have practice jerseys, you know, to the point where you guys are now, it's it, to have an Edgy Tim come to an East Aurora Elgin game, that's, that's really big. Um, so Edgy's great, by the way. If you've never met him, he's just such a good dude. And, and so, uh, so great for our high school sport, it really is. I got to meet him uh, when I was at Lombard East in 2018. We were the game of the week against West Aurora, and he was on the sideline. And that was the first time, like, I'm from Central Illinois, I'm from Southern Illinois. Then coming up there, I'm like, is that Edgy Tim, who I see on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> He's such a good dude. He really is. And Coach Walters is like, yeah, you've never met Edgy? And I was like, no, never seen him. Yeah. Um, no, that was hard to leave because um, COVID happened, but then I was reached out by Addison and it was just, I was only at East for one year, but like, it was hard to leave. Like I had to think about it. It took me like four days, like talking and thinking and this and that and just, uh, but he won't leave till that job's done. He's not going to leave till they make the playoffs. He's not going to stop. But I just want to know one thing is what does he take to stay so active? Cause he's running routes. He's doing this, he's doing that. I'm like, you are way too in shape to be doing this. I'm out here not doing that and i don't know what he does i mean and, and his wife rachel too they're both beasts you know and um i i don't know i don't know i, I can tell you stories off the air um uh, you know about how much fun we had there you know but uh, there's one quick story we were, we used to always go to our after uh the game place and <laughs> the cheeseburgers were supposed to be um you know two for one or something like that so nick ordered four thinking that he would get four patties well um i can't remember what the number was but the lady came out and was like here's one hamburger with two patties on it and I, i've never seen a coach get so mad about a special about a hamburger they knew how much he eats and they, <laughs> he's like i'm never coming here again i'm never coming because he wanted to leave and it's just like nick it's fine it's a five dollar hamburger you know it's just it's the way he takes care of his body and takes care of himself and just, just gets after it in the weight room. 
he's a, he's a clear role model for those kids at East Aurora. He truly is. Yeah, because he he we talked and talked, and he's like, I have a paid spot. I was volunteering at Glumbard East. He's like, we're building something here at East Aurora, so that's kind of he sold me on it, and it opened my eyes to what people go through at certain schools. And it just, I think it made me a better coach for that one year, like seeing what they went through. Like I thought Glenbard East was one thing. Easter Aurora was a complete another ball game. Yeah. Um, but if Nick ever listens, I thank him for hiring me and I didn't want to leave, but just run game coordinator opened up. There's other opportunity opened up. I have to think about me and my, my family, my girlfriend, like it was just the right, right decision. And he knew, and he so I was like, he's going to hate me. He's going to, he could kick my ass. Like, I don't want it. You know, he, uh, but. Yeah. And, and somebody once told me, you know, cause at all the schools that I was at is, is if it's hard to leave, you know, you've done a good job and you know that you care about the place and, and people know that too. Um, I don't, I have a phenomenal football staff. I truly do. Um, a lot of the stuff that I, that, that goes on in my program is strictly done through my staff. Um, and I told them all, I want all of you to want to be head coaches. Like I, I texted my offensive coordinator, assistant head coach today because he hasn't talked to me in like three days. He's, he's doing something. I don't know. I go, are you cheating on me? Are you leaking? You know? So um, I, cause he's, he's a hot commodity. He's a, he's the next head coach. And um, he's like, I'm not leaving Brian until you leave because he believes in what we're doing here. And, and that's where you, you got to build that cohesiveness of that staff and people are going to come and go and you just got to continue to fight. Yeah. Um, so what made you want to be a counselor instead of a teacher? I, I had a, I just had a long educational road. Um, you know, I'm, I'm Italian Catholic and I have tons of cousins, you know, uh, more than I can count and, and aunts and uncles and, I was the first one to go to college out of my family. So, you know, I'm first generation as what I'm considered. And I just made a lot of bad educational decisions. Um, you know, I was on a podcast uh, about a month ago with Ryan Chrissy and I told him, I said, if somebody would ask me in high school where, where Champaign was, or excuse me, the University of Illinois was, I would have had no clue that I was in Champaign-Urbana. I just didn't know. And, and I, I didn't even research it. Um, you know, I picked North Park College. It's a university now. But when I was at North Park College, strictly because I just got a letter in the mail that said, hey, we want you to come play football here. I had no clue where it was. I didn't know what they offered. And, you know, thank God I loved it there. But it was, I just had no clue. I had no direction. And I, I really love being a counselor because it's, it, I feel like it's my job to make sure that those kids don't make those same decisions that I made. It, you know, and I actually really love working with those first generation kids. I'm working one, with one right now. So I don't even know where to start. So um, that, that's why I became a counselor. Yeah, that's in the back of my mind to go back and do that because I always wanted to be a teacher. Then I thought about it and I was like, well, maybe a counselor is the better route. So like I've talked to Dave before and then I thought I'd ask you like, you know, but Dave, Dave is Dave. He me and him coached O-line. We had plenty of conversations to have. Yeah. And... Um, and Dave Dave and I work together as counselors, and Dave's a way smarter counselor than I am, um, but he's a, he's a great counselor. But, you know, it really is. There's no, there's no 
you're not doing the same thing over and over again as a teacher. You know, any kid can walk through your door and you don't know what's going to happen until they sit down and talk. And some don't talk. Some may just sit there and you have to try to get it out of them. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's not just college or social, emotional and, you know, academic, especially now with, you know, all the e-learning and kids not being motivated and telling their parents that they're turning their homework in and they're not, you know, so um, it just, we're, we're multi, um, what do we, we wear many hats as counselors. What have you guys been able to do for COVID? Like, were you guys able to do a lot of your contact days for football and are you guys remote or we're all remote and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, we, we got to do our contact days. Um, we were pretty safe. We, we didn't even hand out equipment. Um, everything we did was on air. We didn't even do seven on seven. Um, we, we just really worked on installing our playbook all summer and then getting out on the field and walking through it. Um, so it was fine. It was great being with the guys. Um, I just, when you ask that question, I just go back to my senior quarterback because, you know, we're planning on having a pretty positive season here at Central and it's taken five years to get here. Um, we're pretty deep throughout as far as our roster goes. Um, we're pretty talented in, in the key spots and we have a three-year varsity starting quarterback. Um, as he was leaving, he goes, oh, that's a great senior year. And I just looked down and I go, Mark, come on, man. <laughs> like, you can't do that to me right now. Like this is, we've worked so hard. And he goes, coach, I'm sorry. And he's like, I get it. I know we're going to play this way. Um, but that's kind of the, you know, they don't know what to think. They don't know what to think. So it's sad. It truly is sad. Yeah. Um, we got a few contact days in, then the numbers went up and they, we've been shut down. We weren't able to finish it. Um, and I'm new. And so I had, we had two and a half weeks this summer. And then we had the two weeks of contact and that was it. And I'm so frustrated because like, I can't build relationships. I can't do this. I can't do this. And it's right. just, and it's we were safe. Phone calls and yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. And I met the <laughs> Edison Trail, of course, is another North Central guy. And, you know, I met him at the Glazier Clinics and he just reminds me of Kukoc with his energy and the same, just kind of the same type of person. He's, you guys are going to do well. It's funny you said that because I said that to him. Like you're kind of like Nick. You have the flowing hair. Even they both have the long, long manes. And uh, and like to say they're central. You know, like I get it. My uh, my offensive line coach and assistant offense or head coach and offensive coordinator. They're both from North Central, and all they do is talk about the national championship, which is awesome. Like it's so cool that North Central won it. But to have two coaches on your staff that talk about it every day, it's like. Oh man, can you, and they make fun of me for going to North Park. And, you know, we always do North Park, so it's just, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, because uh, being around Nick, they ran their offense. We had connections. Now coaching with Bazant, he's got connections, and like he's talked to them, and we can talk to them, and that's what I heard. And then I make fun of him, like, aren't you glad you took this head coaching job this year for COVID? And I can't say on air what he said, but there was a lot of words about. <laughs> I, Coach Thorpe actually came and spoke to our team this offseason or this summer through Zoom too, which and he had a great message. He's a great guy. Um, now you said you coach for uh, Ted Munkin. Is that I know Bill Munkin in Charleston. I wonder if yep. they're related. They're all related. Because I know Matt and I know Bill's the he coached at Charleston for a long time. He's the dad of a lot of them and 
then you got the cousins and they're all related. They're all coaches, you know, um, Jeff Munkins, the head coach at army, you know, like, uh, Ted's brothers, the offense coordinator at Georgia. It's, it's, you're right. It's the Munkin family. They're, they're phenomenal. Uh, Bob Munkin, when I'm actually a member, I think this is a good time to talk about it is I'm a member of the Illinois high school football coaches association. And for all of the young coaches out there, I feel like that's a great opportunity for you to get involved and help try to change our game. Um, if anything, you're getting, you know, insurance, extra insurance for being a coach. Um, and I'm strictly in the coach association because of, I'm sorry, that's my puppy Mox, and he knows to bring the bell when he goes, wants to go outside. Um, the uh, the Munkin family, I told, I always felt like I wasn't ready to be a part of the association because I wasn't a head coach. And, and the moment I became a head coach, I said, okay, I'm in. And again, I said, if I'm going to be in, I want a job. So um, I don't want to just go to meetings. So I actually do the uh, clinic book every year for the high school state clinic down at U of I. The, the clinic book, I create that whole entire thing. Now, t- mind you, it's a big pain in the butt. Um, I hate it sometimes. It's so much work. But that's me giving back to the game that I love. And um, I, I just pray that all of you young coaches at some point understand what the Coaches Association does for you. I'm sure you get those emails from Kevin Crandall all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously the Coaches Clinic this year is virtual in December. You know, thank God I didn't have to do the book this year. I get a break. But, um, you know, that's where the Hall of Fame banquet is and all of that. So it, I, I just hope that Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. If you, if you were to go to a coach association meeting, you can see that, that you, you can see the need of young, energetic people like Nick. Um, and I've talked to him about that too. So, yeah, I'm sorry for the original question. I got on my soapbox about the coaches association. No, I get off topic too. They're so oh, shiny. Uh, and that's Ted. So I got on, to, I'm a part of the association because of Ted and his, and his father, Bob. Munkin, who's also a high school Hall of Famer. Yeah, I can't, I can't keep up with the Munkins. I was just thinking that to myself. Like, I wonder which one Ted is, and uh, because Coach at Charleston was the OC, and so all I heard was run what Jeff runs, run what Bill would have ran, run this, run what Matt's running up at York, and all this and that, and I can't keep up with all the Munkins and. 
especially when we were losing, it was, oh, look at what Georgia Southern's doing or look at what Army's doing. And I was like, I hear you, but I'm not the head coach. Go tell the head coach. Don't worry about me. Sorry. They're a great family. They truly are. They really are. They um, And very influential on my career. Um, so you said you were a defensive coordinator. Is all you've ever coached was defense or have you dabbled in offense or, you know, I everything? I defense on Friday nights. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. No, you're okay. I like to dabble on Friday nights. Um, and whenever, if I call something and the offensive coordinator calls it, and it works. I, I talk about it all week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I at St. Francis, I did one year. I did both. I did the, the I was a defense coordinator, head coach, and an offensive coordinator. I think I had one assistant volunteer coach with me. So that was fun. Um, but I remember I used to come off uh, my. I mean, again, I was really young, and the quarterback would come off. I go, "What's that formation where there's he's like twins, coach?" I'm like, "Okay, I want that." And so. You know, I just really, I really have always been on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I, I now that as a head coach, when you step back and you don't do either, I'm not a defense coordinator or an offense coordinator. I'm just a head coach. You kind of understand now, oh, this is where we can hurt them because you can step back and uh, you can step back and see the whole field other than just that. You know. You know, tunnel vision of being a, a DB coach or a linebacker coach or a coordinator. You can just step back and see it all. Yeah. Um, when I was OC at Charleston, I got to be an OC, and that's all I did. I didn't have to coach a position, so I got to be an OC for one year, and I didn't have to do one thing. So all I had to do was this. And then the next year, it was like, you have to coach safeties, quarterbacks, this, this, and that. And yeah. It was just everywhere. It's definitely a progression. And, and you also have to kind of, like, sit back and say, you know, especially as the head coach, you can't be the – fun assist anymore let the young guys do that let them jump around and you know have fun with the kids it's my job to oversee the program and make sure that we're moving in the right direction so although I don't call anything everything is run through me and you know I can tell you right now my defense coordinator Nick Scalari is way smarter than I will ever be at football okay but he always runs things through me first to make sure that I agree and I usually do and if I disagree he'll just sit there and talk me to death until I agree so I know what he does <laughs> So uh, what's your guys' offensive and defensive philosophy over at Central? Yeah, so we are uh, – um, it's kind of a uh, hybrid of the R4 system. Uh, and, you know, uh, Brian, my, my OC, has taken what he's – he was the uh, offense coordinator over at Hampshire as well, also a North Central guy. So, you know, a lot of stuff we do is, is based off of North Central and that system and – kind of molded into that. So we are a spread offense. We had a, um, a sophomore lead the area in rushing. Um, so I say spread, but we're, you know, we run the ball. Uh, he's a sophomore, read, led the, the Kane County area in rushing. And now those schools include Batavia, St. Charles North, St. Charles East, you know, Geneva, Marmion. And, you know, we had our kid leading the area rushing through week eight. You know, so, uh, and, and what a phenomenal kid, Gavin Sarvis. I mean, that is, he's the best player on the field no matter where he's at. You know, he plays a little quarterback, you know, whatever it may be, you got to know where he's at. Uh, and definitely, 
<clears throat> coaches in the Fox, we play in the Fox Valley. It's a hard, it's a tough conference. Um, they know about Gavin and, and we had a big win because of Gavin last year against Jake. We're a five-day school. We beat Jacobs and, and uh, with about a minute left in the game, we were on a two-point conversion and, and we ran the ball to Gavin and Gavin scored. So I think I just posted that on my personal Facebook the other day, just like, hey, I remember this. You know, we used to play football. Uh, <laughs> defensively, we're a multiple front. You know, we will definitely go with what our um, strengths are as far as our personnel. Nick Scalari, my defense coordinator, played at North Dakota State. So a lot of stuff that we do there is from North Dakota State. And if you think about our program, our offense is based off of North Central and our defense is based off of North Dakota State. You know, and we run it pretty well. I think we've ever did. You know, Nick ran North Central's offense. Everything that we were doing, he, he, that's what he did. So mm -hmm. we ran that and then he kind of wanted to run their defense, but we had to adjust it and then now I'm at Addison. He's like, oh, look at what North Central did. I was like, no, we're going to adapt it a little bit. We don't right. need to do everything they do. <laughs> yeah. It's there. It's just what, just you think about the good programs you're trying to, we're football coaches. We steal stuff, right? So that's what we're going to do to be successful. Especially because I'm the run game coordinator. So all the run stuff has to go with me and the OC. And mm. I'm like, no, we're going to do this and this. And then that might get one of the two that I asked for, but we'll get one of them. <laughs> Right, right. Um, and it's. I'm glad I don't coach defense. The head coach, Pazan, uh, he's the defense coordinator. Watching them argue on defense is hilarious when me and the OC are just like, hey, you want to run this today or go over this? He goes, yeah, all right, we're good. Like, we I'll don't. I'll tell you, the defense coordinator is so much, it, it's so much work uh, what goes into game planning. Um, you can go hours and just fall down that rabbit hole of, watching film after film and just second guessing yourself. And, you know, I try, I try to tell Nick, keep it simple. You know, you don't need to watch 18 films. Uh, you know, so when we go out with our game plan, you know, we'll go out with their, you know, it's, it's cliche, their top five formation and their top five plays out of those formations. Uh, and that's kind of my job. I like to, I actually, as the head coach, make the scout cards. Um, because it helps me because it just brings me back to being a defense coordinator, understanding what they're trying to do. Um, I used to have to draw the scout cards out by hand. Now, obviously, you can do it on huddle, but uh, I like to run the scout team offense also because I can tell them exactly what I want them to do instead of having an offensive assistant say, not really knowing what their motions are or what they look like or what the formations look like. Uh, so I like running the scout team offense a lot. It, it just really helps me prepare for Friday nights. And I feel like it helps Nick prepare uh, a little bit better too. Yeah. I can never be a D coordinator. I was JV defense and I helped out the varsity defense coordinator at Charleston. Uh -huh. And I, I, I wasn't calling it, but I was losing sleep. And then yeah, I was offense. I was offense and I didn't lose sleep. I was just like, Oh, I'll just do this instead. Like I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. When we were at East Aurora, we ran the three, four, and I ran the three, four, just because it was simple. And it was, if, you know, your number two is in the backfield, you're blitzing your number two, you know, and, and it was, that's, that was um, how I ran that defense. And we do a lot of that here at Central too, some of those rules, but Nick is, we, our kids are, are awesome, very football smart. So we can take those rules of the basic three, four and kind of expand on those a little bit with the athletes we have. 
yeah, we're we're putting in the four two five, and it's hard to do during COVID. And yeah, uh, there's a lot going on. You have to have a lot of personnel. And but again, I'm offensive line, so I don't care what he's doing. I don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah. Um. So you talked about you had to build the culture at East Aurora, then you had to go over to Central and do it again. So I'm just curious, like, what did you take from learning how to build a program at East Aurora, and now you're applying it over to Central? If anything, you didn't, you may have took nothing. I have no idea. I'm yeah, no, it's just such a loaded question. I just went right back to my first year. Um, it's taken me a few years to kind of, uh, when I got the job at Central, I was the first head coach in, or I was the third head coach in three years. So not only did I have to install my philosophy, which uh, a lot of people did not like and still don't like, okay, but I had to get rid of the other two coaches' philosophies first. So I was talking to our principal the other day and he loves football, huge football fan. So whenever he wants a break, he'll come to my office and we'll talk about football. And I found a piece of paper after my first year, I was so dejected, I was so frustrated. And he just kind of laid stuff out for me as he does as a principal and says, this is how I run my program as you know a principal. And this is how you should run your program as a football player or a football coach. And it does kind of align to your both leaders and you have to you know, grow that from the bottom up. And I found it and I showed him, he's like, man, I can't believe you have it. And I go, you told me that day that on year five, you guys would be successful. You'd say, and I, I, wanted nothing for, I wanted nothing to do with that conversation. I was pissed that we were three and six. I thought we should have been better. You know, um, Now fast forward to year five, he's exactly right. And we're poised for a really good season. Now, granted, we were in Fox Valley. We had a really tough schedule, especially with the, the seven-game schedule that they gave us. Our first four games are against Hoffman, Prairie Ridge, and Cary Grove, which are state perennial powerhouses. You know, so, but if you think about it, we're going to have a chance. And it's year five. Um, you know, I, unfortunately, I've, you know, I've had to shuffle through some coaches and I have a staff now that I'm so proud of and, you know, from top to bottom and they're loyal. And that's kind of what I took from East Aurora is we had to be in it together from coach Becker to myself, to Bobby Bennett, to, to, to Dave, to Nick, you know, uh, Russ Lorenz was on that staff. Who's now the, I believe the head baseball coach at uh, Matia Valley. You know, we had a really good staff, Bobby Winkle, um, and if you think about it, off of that East Aurora staff, there are now three head coaches and two coordinators. So myself, I'm at Burlington Central. Bobby Winkles, the head coach at Maine East. Nick is the head coach at East Aurora. Dave was the defensive coordinator at East Aurora. And Nick Scolari, who's at East Aurora with me, is now the um, defense coordinator for me. Uh, we, there was also another one, Chuck Abbott, who was with me, who's a very dear friend of mine. I miss very much. Um, he left Central. He was my offensive coordinator, assistant head coach. He's now over at St. Charles and he's calling place. So if you think about that staff and that's loyalty and we all work together and now everybody's successful apart. So it's kind of like our East Aurora coaching tree, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. So it's been a struggle. I'm not going to lie, but we're here now and we're ready to go. Yeah, I'm asking other coaches how they do it or like their steps to it because that's what we're doing at Addison now is like 
Well, I'll tell you a funny story. So I got to Glombardese in 2018 and I was just fishing. Like I wasn't going to coach. Charleston, mm-hmm. to sum it up, I just ran my course. Let's put it that way. I ran my course. It was time to go. We lived in Elmhurst for a little bit. I reached out and Coach Walters at Glombardese went to Eastern. He coached at Charleston. He goes, just come on, volunteer. You'll be okay. And he told me, he goes, we haven't been in the playoffs since 1999. If we can beat West Aurora, we'll be undefeated. And we did. And we went 9-0, and 10-0. and Then we saw East St. Louis the second round. So we went 10-1, and of course. So that wasn't going to – I'm six foot five. East St. Louis's corner looked me right in the eye. And I was like, oh, boy, he's 6'5". Yeah, yeah. And they brought six or seven every time and played yeah. cover zero. There's nothing we could do. No. Um, so that happened. And people at Lombard East who have been there for years, like, we never did this till Steve showed up. Maybe he's just the good luck charm. I was like, no, 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 I'm just here. Then I go to East. When I went over to Aurora, Nick said the same thing. He goes, well, if you're the good luck charm, get over here. Well, then we were seven points away from the playoffs. He goes, yeah, maybe you are the good luck charm. So Bazant was like, oh, yeah, you got to come here now. I said, as long as I don't call plays, I think I'm okay. Calling right. plays didn't go very well. Um, but to see what Walters did to get to that thing at Lombard East, um, then to see what Nick and you, what you guys did and what Nick did at East Aurora is good. And then now I'm back to uh, Addison who has to rebuild. So I've been a part of rebuilding from day one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, and other than when I was at St. Charles East, it's like, I would like to win one year. You know, you talk, we talk about, um, you know, it's my job to bring the community to, to football and central. That's my job. You know, if there's a coordinator has got a job, you know, the assistant's got a job as a head coach. It's almost like <clears throat> um, as a college coach, you know, sometimes they're just fundraisers or, you know, uh, and I take really, uh, I take a lot of pride in that. I take a lot of pride in bringing the community in. Um, when I, uh, when I got the job, people weren't coming to the games anymore. Um, you know, they weren't invested in football. We have a great athletic program at Central, top to bottom, girls, boys. Our girls' basketball team is unbelievable. I love watching them play. They run girls out of the gym winning by 40 points a game. You know, so um, we got a transfer from my team this year uh, at girls basketball. She's like the number, top five girl basketball player in the state, you know, if not the country. D1 offers everywhere. They're just so fun to watch. And that's what we are at Central, but football was not there. We're to a point now where, you know, uh, kids are not allowed in the stands alone anymore. They have to come with a parent because, you know, there's just so many people there. And it's just, um, it's an awesome, awesome atmosphere on Friday nights on Rocket Hill. Uh, you know, it's, we, we started, I hate scrimmages. I hate the blue white scrimmage or whatever you want to call it. So about three years ago, three years ago, two years ago, I decided to run a fan fest similar to, you know, Chicago Bears fan fest um, where we just kind of bring the whole community together. So I bring my feeder program, they're on the field with us in their uniforms, their, you know, shoulder pads and helmets. So are my guys and we'll scrimmage against them. And my guys will kind of pick them up and, you know, throw them all over the place. And it's so much fun. The kids love it. We'll do it from the flag kids all the way up to their, their largest, um, you know, oldest league. Uh, our, our feeder program now is completely on board with us. They're running our plays. They're running our system. 
And that's going to be another huge thing for our program, kind of like Cary Grove and Prairie Ridge. You know, that's what we're, we're emulating ourselves off of. We're always successful. That's what we're going to do. Um, last year, the, the Fan Fest was so big. We, we teamed up with our FFA department. We're a huge ag school. So we have like cow plop bingo and, you know, corn boils. And it, it's just so fun. It, the community loves it. And they really missed it this year. I got so many emails. You know, are you going to do the Fan Fest again this year? And, you know, we invite all the clubs from the school. It's, it's just a big community, you know, start of the year party is really what it is. And we play a little football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I talked to the head coach at Moral Foresight down in Decatur by Decatur. They're a powerhouse for two way, and they. His son is now the quarterback, but he was a quarterback at their junior program, running their plays, and they go to the state title every year. So he said, like the JFL or whatever is the bloodline of that. And then this year, since COVID wasn't a big, it's a big deal down there, but their numbers are lower than what we have up here. They had seven on seven every Friday night. So the fans would come. They'd sit six feet apart. They had this cornfield. They could I six saw that on Twitter, yeah. And they brought the community together. Still, they're still trying to do that. And I was like, I wish we could do that up here, but everywhere is different. And, uh, but no, it sounds like you're doing the right things and it's paying off. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it sounds like it's paying off, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So I know I've taken all your time so we can slowly start to wrap up and then you could tell me some good Easter Aurora stories for five minutes afterwards if you want. But, um, so I, when, when this whole COVID thing happened, there was a lot of people I went to high school with or whatever, because social media is good or bad, right? It's good or bad. I was seeing people post how they're glad sports are canceled. How could a parent put their kid in jeopardy and all that crap, you know? And I was like, I'm not going to let it affect me, blah, blah, blah. Well, then two days later, I'm, I'm mad. So I asked coaches, like, why do sports matter? Why does education matter? Because we're fighting. You know, we fought for a football season, which didn't happen. It's happened in the spring. People are fighting for basketball. And so I just asked coaches, like, what their opinion is on why do coaches fight for the sports? Why does it matter? Why does education matter? And I like to hear different coaches' opinions on what they think, why that matters. Um, again, it's such a loaded question. <laughs> I apologize I, for that. <laughs> I, uh, let me try to gather my thoughts here. I'll tell you that I stay out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, as much as I love Twitter and I love it dearly, I'm always on it. Um, the uh, I can't stand, you know, one person saying we should play and 20 people just completely destroying that guy for even just expressing an opinion. You know, I can't stand it. It, it makes it, get, it makes my head hurt. You know, I you know, we say something, and in my own household, just be kind. Like, be kind to people. It's okay. Be kind. People can have different opinions. Um, and it's just, it's bad out there right now. And I, I feel, I was talking to my oldest son, my 13-year-old son, and I'm like, buddy, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, it's bad out there. He was talking about the, the presidential election. And, and he goes, I just, I don't know what to think. Dad. I go, just be kind. It's all you, it's all you can do. Um, you know, so hopefully as I say this, I, people won't just destroy me, but I, I just think that sports are so important for so many reasons. And I, I talked earlier about my superstar, Gavin, right? 
he's going to be okay. Gavin's going to go play college football somewhere. You know, he's already getting major looks, right? Who I worry about, and maybe this is just where I grew up from Elgin or, you know, what football did for me, or even those kids at East Aurora. I worry about those kids that need football or basketball to come to school every day, to get up every day, um, to make like good choices. You know, some don't have father figures. Some people don't have men in their life. Some people don't have parents in their life. And we as coaches or educators are those people. Uh, so I get it. I get that there's a pandemic. I get that there's numbers are spiking in King County right now. I get all of that. But I'm also allowed to say that those kids need us. And on the flip side of us, the flip side of that, we need them. I, you know, I'm miserable sometimes. You know, it's like, gosh, I just want to be out there. Uh, mm -hmm. I had a really bad weekend last weekend because it was so nice out. It should have been the second round of the playoffs. And it's like, can you imagine playing mm -hmm. round two of the playoffs in this weather, the atmosphere that that would have created? You know, it's it's about the experience that we give for these kids. And, and they're being robbed of that right now. And it's sad. It's sad. And it's nobody's fault. It, it's it, everybody, you know, we have to listen to who the leaders are. Uh, it's nobody's fault, but man, do we need it? We need it. Nobody had a night, you know, like I, I'm a huge Nordian fan. That's how I grew up. And, you know, I sit there watching me and my wife and I go, oh man, they're not allowed to do that. That's like pre-COVID stuff. You know, and um, it's funny that Brian Kelly told the team that when we win, they're going to storm the field and you need to get off as soon as possible. Um, I was working out this morning and I was listening to Ian Book talk to Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter. And Scott Van Pelt's like, what if you're a freshman? He's a fifth year senior, you know? He goes, what if you're a freshman? That's why you go to Notre Dame for games like that, and to, to have people rush the field like that. But you're told to go and leave? You know, you want to stay there. Um, and those are the moments that we miss. That was a really, I mean, that was, it was a telltale sign of where we were and where we're at now because Notre Dame just got destroyed for that, you know? So, and it's not their fault. No, uh, I was watching that game and they stormed the field. I'm like, oh my God, this was a great game. And then it took me like two minutes to like, because I'm used to like, I'm used to that. And then two minutes later I went, yeah. that's not social distancing. Wait a second. <laughs> Not, that's not what they're supposed to do right now, uh, but still super fun to see. You know, hopefully we'll get back there. Yeah, when I asked that question, I won't get anybody in trouble. So I hope I don't. You didn't think I was trying to get anybody in trouble. It was oh, just... no. I, I I just say that because I'm just so I hate it. Like I hate how unkind people are to each other. You know, where everybody's allowed to have their own opinions. And listen, football to me saved my life. And there's somewhere out there right now that a kid didn't get to play football. And he's going to make some bad decisions. That's kind of where I'm at. And when I saw, so the reason why I'm so passionate about that was coach at East Aurora. That kind of opened it up of like, I knew sports mattered. And then when this happened, I thought, I thought of those kids, no offense to those kids, but I started to think, and I was like, these people that are saying this stuff just don't get it. And they have never been in that situation, never experienced that. So when I started asking coaches on this podcast, that question, it kind of brought me back down to earth. Like, okay. You know what you know and don't know what you don't know. So the people that say that don't know, stay out of it. Like, just yeah, they can have their opinion, and I'm not going to say anything to engage it because 
I'm the, I want to be educated. So like, if I said something right now, that's my opinion. And you said, well, wait a minute, look at this side of it. I'm going to listen and I'm going to learn, but that's just not what it is right now. Yeah, and there's no, um, there's absolutely no playbook to be a head coach in a pandemic, right? Mm -mm. And, and a lot of people look at me for answers that I just don't know, you know, and um, I don't like, we're football coaches. We don't like not knowing things. We're, we're, we're prepared people. You know, we heard, you know, we're, we're structured since the moment we play football to the moment now we're you now creating the structure as coaches and now there's no structure. And a lot of us are just kind of like, wow, I just kind of got to play. It's kind of like a, a sudden change, you know, like you just got a sudden change and, and go with it and just put your head down and grind. Yeah. And hopefully February 15th, when it's 10 degrees outside, we're out there playing football. I don't care where we're out there. Um, as long as there's no snow, that's all I care about is. I, I hate the cold. I hate coaching in the cold. I told my coaches I'm going to coach from the press box if it snows. So they're like, okay, get coach. out of here. Yeah, exactly. Where's the head coach? He's up there. Go get. Go get. Warren. He's Warren. <laughs> I said that as an OC. The first time I was OC and it rained. I was like, I'm going to go to the box this game. You guys got this. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. You got to stay down here. So that's, that's, that's pretty much where I stand with that. Well, coach, I appreciate your time. I took a lot of it, but I appreciate you uh, doing this on my, my lonely little podcast here. Um, so anybody out there that listens, thank you so much. Maybe we'll get coach back on one day. This is free therapy. I don't charge nothing. Uh, so people remember that. Yeah. To all those young coaches, if you have questions about the high school football coaches association, you know, reach out to me if you just want to talk football um, or you're looking for a job or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I'm always open to, to talk and, and, you know, look for you if we have an English opening or whatever it may be. You know, or if you're just a coach and you just want to volunteer your time, man, well, we love well, volunteers are the heartbeat of, of high school football. So, um, you know, just reach out to me. Uh, my email is brian.melvin at central301.net. And I'd love to talk to you. Guys, reach out to him. He's got a good program. I see it on Twitter for the past couple of years. Because of East Aurora, they, you know, like one thing after another and you get to see it. So they got a good program up there. So, all right, anybody that listened, thank you so much. Wear your masks so we can get back to normal. And I'll see you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.